0: Hi, I'm Amanda. I'm a mother, wife, herbalist, nurse, and obsessed with wellness. I can't wait to talk all about what I've learned through my two postpartum experiences, motherhood, my own healing journey, and more. Let's discuss herbs for kids, healing postpartum, the struggles and joys of motherhood, science, and more as we grow together. Hi, Stephanie. I'm so excited to have you here on the podcast today. You and I met through our mutual friend, Therese, and um, why don't you just tell everybody about yourself? Hi, Amanda. Thanks so much. I'm really excited to be here.
1: I am uh, a perinatal mental health therapist. I've been a therapist for about 15 years and just moved into the perinatal space in the last four-ish, five years Um, started working with um, infertility and loss, and then moved into pregnancy and postpartum as well. Um, And I just absolutely love working with this population. I am also a mom of two and um, live in the Kansas City metro with my husband of 18 years and our two girls. And um, I love being outdoors and spending time with friends and family and um, just being a person. I love it. (laughs) Just being human, right? I love it. Eating, you know, things like
0: that. Right. Well, you and I were chatting a little bit beforehand and we were talking about, you know, how you got into the perinatal space and um, how I've been looking to talk to somebody in the perinatal therapy space, because I think that it's something that is so important for even for us to just be able to have that sounding board just speak out everything that's going on, someone to suss out those inside things that maybe are like the root of why we're feeling the way we are. I think mm-hmm. that that's really important. Um, now, the theme for this whole season is matrescence. And I love that you are hip on matrescence. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, kind of for people who don't know what matrescence is, matrescence is at its most basic form, going from maiden to mother. It is when you have a child and then what happens to your identity um and your person and your belief system and all of that after which is so huge and so that's why i say it at its most basic form because it's like how can you simplify something that just completely flips everything in your world upside down to yeah. a word matrescence and i hate it's that it's profound so- <laughs> yes. And it gets simplified down to maiden to mother. And I think that that just makes it so typical for our society.
1: <laughs> mm, right.
0: <laughs> so do you see a lot of mamas suffering or struggling with matrescence? Absolutely. Yes. I think in um, our culture,
1: there's not much, um, much of a clear understanding of the whole process. There's not a whole lot of support, which we, um, is is improving but we have a long way to go uh we don't have that sort of generational support that um once existed and and still exists in some other cultures um but there's no there's no framework we have social media and we have movies and tv Sort of yeah. to show us, and then we we look at each other from a distance, um, and so we we don't. None of us truly. I shouldn't say none of us. Some of some of the lucky ones do, but most women in our culture don't really have a framework for what it means or looks like.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Do you think that that complete lack of acknowledgement from our society has any effect on? We call them PMads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's and that's perinatal mood disorders, right? Perinatal mood and anxiety disorders and anxiety. Okay, perfect. So do you think that that complete lack of acknowledgement has to do with that? I feel like they're on the rise, this huge Mm -hmm. amount of perinatal mood disorders that are going on. Do you feel like maybe that's kind of a root cause or something like that? I think it's a it's
1: a big contributor. So um, the expectations are huge when it comes to uh, mood and anxiety disorders perinatally, there, there are a lot of expectations about um, what things are supposed to be like. I should enjoy this process or I'm supposed to be able to, I'm supposed to have this innate understanding for how to care for my baby. Um, I should bond right away. This should be a joyful time. You know, all of these shoulds yeah. then, um, those expectations, because again, our our framework is social media, TV, movies, those kinds of things. Um, we have those expectations, and then they're not met because it's that's not real.
0: Yep.
1: Um, and so that that issue, that that disparity between those things, I think certainly contributes.
0: Yeah, I think part of matrescence that a lot of people don't realize is grief. And Mm. so I think the first thing that they realize is it's grief of losing your previous self. But what they don't realize is that grief of who you thought your child was going to be and what kind of mother you thought you were going to be, especially if you have a child that maybe has colic, maybe has food allergies, maybe needs to be held to sleep at every hour, maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, or or if you have a child that um, is potentially disabled or potentially differently abled that can, that's a huge thing because we have this idea of how it's going to go. And wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. So with all of that being said, how could a brand new mama incorporate or prepare for matriculants like to have good mental health, to like set themselves up as best as they could for this huge shift. Mm Mm-hmm yeah i think um i mean there there are lots of things
1: that a mama could do one of them certainly is therapy and sort of exploring the expectations um you know versus reality uh i think talking with other mothers that you trust is huge so um you know there are so many women who have gone before you and i think it's important to recognize that uh to Maybe you speak with a grandmother, or your own mother, or aunts, or a sister, or friend, a neighbor. I mean, there there are so many. Um, and again, you know, somebody you trust to think you think is going to be compassionate with any of the maybe questions or concerns that you have. But um, but listening to them about what their experience was like, um, asking the questions if they're willing to share how it affected them emotionally, um, what was different from what they expected, what maybe wisdom might they pass along. Because again, we don't get a whole lot of that as part of our culture anymore. And it's so incredibly valuable that we we have those kinds of interactions so that we know when we get there, we can look back and go, oh, that's right. My aunt so-and-so said that you know this was particularly difficult for her and that's yeah. that's good to know you know you're not alone you know there's not something wrong with you and um and then on the flip side to set yourself up for support postpartum yeah. so having um having on hand like I, I always encourage mamas to do some research before having the baby uh, for any professionals they may need to contact, whether that mm-hmm. is an IBCLC or pelvic floor physical therapist or yeah. a mental health therapist or whoever it is you might need to contact um, yeah. so that you're not having to do the research when you're in the midst of the struggle and the sleepless nights and all of those things.
0: A hundred percent. I do some consultations with mamas um, preparing for postpartum and I do mm-hmm. the same thing. I, and I tell them that it needs to be stored in their bedside drawer Yes. Or on their phone and the numbers. And if they accept your insurance, you need to look that up ahead of time, Mm -hmm. have it listed out so that in the middle of the night when you're going, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Something is not right. You're not sitting there then spending the next four hours on Google trying to figure out where you should go. You already Mm -hmm. have it. You already have it figured out. And you're not, you're not making emotional jumps into things. Um, I I find that that happens a lot with like sleep training and things like that. You're not making these like emotional jumps into them. You already have a plan and you have your plan sitting right there. So you don't have to worry. And the next morning, you know that you'll call them. You know that they take your insurance. You know, maybe I even recommend looking up wait times, like how Mm. far out there's clients, things like that. You can even get in with people prenatally so that you are an existing client. And I think that that is so, so important. Absolutely. So it's different for like a second or more. So like second or like third or fourth or fifth or sixth time mama. (laughs) But um, how would you recommend that they maybe prepare for that that next round of identity shift? Because with each kid, we're a different mom or a different person. It changes us.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we continue to examine our expectations and maybe toss them out the window Um, (laughs) (laughs) with each one. You know, like, for example, um, I I had difficulty breastfeeding my first one early on. Mm -hmm. But then once we got through that hump, I was able to uh, breastfeed without issue, really, until she was 17 months old. So I had this expectation with my second that... Mm -hmm. I'd be like, I've done this. We can totally do this again. And we, with you know, some tethered oral, oral tissue and mm-hmm. pandemic and whatnot, it was um, extremely difficult. And I wound up pumping for a year. And so um, it, my my expectations did not meet reality. And I assumed that <laughs> because things had been one way, that it's going to be the same for the next. And it just wasn't. Wow. Uh, but you know, as you also talk about like the shift in identity that happens that knowing that with each child your identity continues to shift that that first there was that piece of my identity that was wrapped up in being able to nurse whenever mm-hmm. we wanted or needed to mm-hmm. and that shifted then when that was no longer the case with my second
0: yeah absolutely absolutely yeah i i think that also you know you have that first kid there and it's the you and me it's that mm-hmm. kind of like mentality and and you now you're a mom of two or three or four or five and how do you how do you shift your brain to being like this is part of it now I'm a mom of two that mm-hmm. that's an identity shift in itself absolutely yeah, yeah. so do you find and obviously you're going to say yes so maybe you could tell us how <laughs> You find that therapy is a helpful tool for moms to have in their tool belt with PMADs and processing their matrices? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> when you, do this, you didn't. Right, of course. <laughs> of course.
1: Um, and I, I don't think that every new mom has to go to therapy, of yeah. course. Um, where it can be beneficial, and I often recommend it being. Um, part of prenatal care is that you just have like one or two check-ins with a therapist while you're pregnant. Um, Unless if if there is a history of of mental health challenges, then we may want to have more than one or two. But if there's not, why don't we just start with one or two um, check-ins during pregnancy so that we can discuss that that process of going from maiden to mother so that we can discuss whatever those potential um, expectations are and what um, signs and symptoms to look out for that may be um, I don't want to say cause for concern but maybe a a reason to reach out to your therapist again postpartum
0: for sure I think also you know even if you, you've healed all of that. You're not, you're no longer feeling the way that you felt in college or in high school, the lack of sleep and the, the break in the identity and all of the stresses that come along with becoming a new parent that can cause some of the old stuff to flare up. Mm-hmm. And in ways that you wouldn't expect, I, one of the things that I like to tell people is Being a parent is like facing your shadow every day, you know, your Mm. shadow side, the things inside of you that maybe you're uncomfortable with. They're going to show up in your kids and you're going to have to treat them with kindness and respect and love. And that's hard. That is for sure. Yes. And having a therapist can help give you those tools Mm. or even just a place where you can be like, bah, yeah.
1: Yes, that's well, okay. I'm so and glad you said that.
0: <laughs> I, I'm thinking yeah.
1: of specifically about times where, I mean, for myself included, but also with clients where we will notice, for example, a, a client is judging in their children, something that bothers them within themselves. Yeah. And um, that, that just happens. It happens all the time, but we mm-hmm. don't necessarily have that awareness that like, oh, I do that too. And I don't like that about myself. And that's why. It bothers me so much when
0: my child does it. Yes. It's like that forced shadow work. Mm -hmm. Like the stuff that you didn't ever want to deal with or Mm. the things even that you maybe got like picked on as, as a kid, like maybe your parents picked it at you. And now it's in your kid. Like, I always talked way too much. No way. I bet you could never guess. I always talked way too much. And my seven-year-old can talk about Minecraft without cessation or even a breath for at least six hours, I swear. And it's like, dude, I want to tell you to stop, but how would I want to be treated when I was a kid? Mm -hmm. And, man, I really don't want to do this. (laughs) (laughs) And and that's, that's hard. And I think being able to go to a therapist, somebody who speaks that language, Mm -hmm. or even somebody who can say, Hey, you've mentioned to me before that this is something that you do that you don't like. Do you think maybe that's why it's so extra triggering in your kids? And you can be like, Oh, yes.
1: (laughs) And, And then it turns out that so much of having patience and compassion for our kids starts with having patience and compassion for
0: ourselves. Isn't that the bummer? <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, but you're, you're so right. You're so right. And I think, you know, when, when we talk about PMADS, you've talked a little bit about like kind of precursors. So mm-hmm. we talked a bit about, you know, if you have a history of mental, of mental illness or struggles in the past, I would also say definitely birth trauma. If you have mm-hmm. birth trauma, that can yeah. be a trigger for it. You talked a little bit about your breastfeeding journey. I think that can absolutely be a trigger for it. Yeah, Those unmet expectations there. Mm -hmm. And then I think one thing that, and I hope I'm not putting you on the spot here too much. One thing that I think we don't talk about that needs to be talked about is there is a lack of community. There's a lack of support. There's a lack of space to be able to go, I don't even know what foods I like anymore. Mm. I am cracking. You know, I right. am not who I thought I was and who I thought I was. I want to be them, but I'm not them anymore. You're not them anymore. Yeah. And yeah. I think that really with, with the society, with the shell that's placed around like motherhood, this bounce back, be yourself, mm. go back to yourself. Even like, I remember like after I had my first, I wound up being suddenly allergic to cantaloupe. Like what?
1: Ugh, I know some things. people
0: have babies and all of a sudden their hair's curly. Like, Things change, (laughs) let alone just your relationships. And I think if you have friends that don't have children or maybe your spouse wasn't super involved in um, him, like younger children in his home or anything like that, it can be, you're not given that space Mm -hmm. to be like, I am not who I was. I am changing. I am someone different please love me for who I'm becoming and please accept me for the fact that I don't know. I don't know right now. Right. Um, I think that that is really, I think that that can set us up a little bit for these PMADS because mm. we're, we're almost, um, you know, I am not a therapist, so I don't like using therapy terms, but it almost feels like we're being like gaslit by society, right? Oh, yeah. Like you need to, you need to be who you were. And you're like, i'm not
1: yeah (laughs) it doesn't fit anymore yeah and you know that's a it's a reasonable term to use because we don't even have um you know are are you familiar with what the dsm is the diagnostic and statistical manual of mental disorders so we don't we don't even have um our own diagnoses in there yet and that that tells you something about how far we have to go before we are really recognizing um, the mental health needs of mothers and uh, supporting that process.
0: Yeah. And
1: so there is an element of gaslighting um, when we think of like we've talked about the expectations of what it's supposed to look like, what it's supposed to be like. And we have all these, you know, beautiful maternity shoots and like gender reveal parties and all of this Instagram worthy stuff. When
0: Mm
1: -hmm. like real life just isn't those things, those are moments in time.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, And those moments are still about the baby. They're not even about the mom, Mm -hmm. the maternity shoot. Yes. That's your body. But it's the baby inside that you are really capturing. It's not really you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that how how do you celebrate yourself through this huge, or even just sit with yourself, through this huge shift when, when all you're allowed to sit with is baby and yeah. being excited for baby and so happy. And at least you have a healthy baby. You both made it out healthy. What if you mm-hmm. didn't make it out healthy? what if you or your baby didn't make it out healthy? What if your baby has health concerns? What What if if you have birth trauma? Mm -hmm. So yes, you're alive, but you're not healthy. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Right, right. Yeah, we do hear that all the time, don't we? Well, uh, and, and moms, I think, are prompted to think of it in those terms too. Well, at least I have a healthy baby. And it's like okay, but you had an emergency C-section and you thought you might die. And, you know, all of these things that happened along the way that at least I have a healthy baby isn't quite cutting it. I'm so glad you have a healthy baby. Also, that was awful. And probably it's going to take some time to heal from that physically and emotionally.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I'm so glad we touched on that. I feel so frustrated when I see a new mama and I'll say, how are you doing? And they'll say, the baby's sleeping great. Oh, okay. Well, how are you? Uh (laughs) If you are a already mama and I, this is my homework for the world. If you're an already mama, talk honestly about how your postpartum period was because Mm -hmm. It's so hidden from the media that I, I'm sure you heard this when Freedom Mom came out with the commercial that was um, about postpartum because they have oh. a postpartum line. So uh-huh. they came out with postpartum, this postpartum and they paid for their spot during the Super Bowl. And yeah. this was supposed to air this. Um, and it was the mom getting up in the middle of the night. With these chap nipples they didn't show her nipples and she went she went to go to the bathroom and you can tell she's in pain and that was kind of all it was and they were like no this is not okay for national tv i'm sorry you're telling me that postpartum needs to be so hidden right that we can't even show us getting out of bed and going to the bathroom with the diaper on in the middle of the night mm-hmm. How is that okay
1: Something that how many millions or billions of people have experienced at this point?
0: Yes. If you've had a baby, you've been postpartum. You are postpartum. Postpartum Mm -hmm. means having had a baby out of your body. (laughs) (laughs) So I just, I, if you are a mama, tell some, tell your story. Tell your story however you want to tell it. You don't have to get on Instagram and be like, this is my story. You don't have to get on a podcast and share your story. You can tell your story just to a pregnant mom that says, what can I expect? You can tell your story to a mom that's postpartum who says baby's sleeping great. And you go, really? Because when I was postpartum, this is what was happening for me. Mm -hmm. You know, um, showing that level of support and, and that vulnerability is how we make changes for the future. It's how we make it more acceptable. Telling somebody, oh yeah, when I was postpartum, I had postpartum depression pretty bad. And I actually wound up talking with a therapist and, you know, doing this, that, and the other. That's important because somebody mm-hmm. might be like, I didn't know. I thought all I could do was take medication. I didn't know I could go to a therapist. Yeah. Well, you sure can. And there are therapists like you that specialize in these PMADs. So there, it's not just a typical therapist. It's a therapist that knows about postpartum knows about what these shifts are, right?
1: And that is so important to have somebody who is knowledgeable specifically in perinatal mental health, because the average therapist is not learning about these things in, um, in graduate school. Right. So we have to do all kinds of extra training to be effective in this work.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, This has been amazing. But I want everybody to know where they can find you and find out more about you and everything. But I have one last question that's specific to you. And I'm asking everybody in the season, how has matrescence affected you, your life, and your work?
1: In all the ways, of course. (laughs) Yes, right. (laughs) You know, um, I could I could say a bunch of things, but you know what comes to mind right now as far as affecting my my life is, um, I, this is going to be so funny. I haven't said this out loud yet. I have um, recently started working out again, which is not a thing I've done regularly since before I had my, my first daughter. So more than five and a half years ago, well, since before I was pregnant with her. So we'll say more than six years ago, (laughs) (laughs) but I used to work out a lot. And I have found that I have so much more stamina and grit now that I have birthed two babies (laughs) than I ever did before. I am obviously, I'm six years older than I was. And I've had two babies that have grown and birthed from my body. And I think the expectation would be that I would be maybe weaker or it would be more challenging. But honestly, I'm like, I can do this. This stuff is hard and I can do this because I've done some hard stuff before. So that's one way. Um, that it's affected me personally. And then of course, affected my work in that I, I've i been through not all the things, but a lot of the things. I've been through infertility and three different kinds of losses and postpartum depression and anxiety. And so I um, am able to, with much compassion and empathy, work with my clients um, and, and try and see from their perspective and, um, on top of that, you know, having the, the professional knowledge that I have can, um, I think be pretty effective at my work, which is so rewarding to be able to help mom see. But when, when I've had that experience, when I can say, yeah, I, I get that, that, that thought that comes to your mind, that feels really scary. Like, yeah, I've had those too. And I, I'm not, I don't talk to my clients about my personal problems most of the time, but it's <laughs> just, to, right, right. just to know that like, yeah, I I get that exact situation that you're describing. And, um, uh, that I think has a huge impact on my work.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And not even just like a me too, but like, a you're not crazy.
1: Right. That I don't have some, some, you know, um, what's the word? My, my response isn't surprised or, yeah. you know, concerned, but oh yeah. yeah. uh huh,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Well, I want everybody to be able to find you and book with you if they want and check out all of the beautiful things you have. So let's take some time for some self-promotion here. Tell me, Tell everybody your website, your Instagram, and any anything you have going on right now.
1: Yeah, thanks. So uh, Instagram, I'm at hopeful and whole. And my website is hopefulandhole.com. It's hopeful and whole counseling. Um, and that's W-H-O-L-E, just to make sure we've got that part clear. Yes. Um, <laughs> I do individual therapy for um, in uh, Kansas and Missouri and I have both in-person and virtual options available. Um, Those are the only places I can provide therapy because they're the only places I'm licensed. Uh, I also am doing a couple of workshops with some other professionals. I do a, um, what we call womb to world connection circles with a pediatric Mm -hmm. physical therapist. And so she does some therapeutic touch and play with mama and baby. And then I um, give them some tools to use to support their mental health. Um, And then we're also, I'm also working with a pediatrician and IBCLC to start a holistic postpartum prep workshop. Um, And we have that first one in March.
0: Beautiful. Wonderful. Well, I appreciate you coming on so much. This was so good to talk about these things. It feels good to the soul.
1: Thank you. This was really my pleasure. I'm so glad you, you invited me.
0: so much for listening to this episode. I am so grateful to have you here in this podcast space talking about motherhood and herbs and natural living and matrescence and all these big huge beautiful topics. If you liked this episode, I would sincerely appreciate you considering leaving home a review. To rate and review the podcast allows more people to see it, it also allows potential for sponsorship, which is really exciting. Um, I would love for you to join me over on my website, www.treemamaherbals.com, where you can read my blogs, you can check out my monthly workshops that I teach, you can see my self-paced workshops or courses that are already on the website, you can book one-on-one session with me in my postpartum vitality sessions, which is this beautiful container for bringing mama back to life, giving balance and vitality and energy back to mama using herbs and lifestyle and nutrition and just holding space so you can also follow me on instagram i'm at tree mama herbals and i would love to connect with you feel free to shoot me an email if anything strikes you Um, amanda at Herbals.com. i am so thankful and grateful to be a part of your motherhood journey we're not meant to do this alone